With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. is the main event marks podcast brought to you by belia unhinged radio network sports i'm your first host lifelong wrestling fan former radio guy and cat dad i am troy and with me as always he is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior he's the ecw encyclopedia of classic wrestling he is the shane douglas to my chris candido it's greg what's up greg (laughs) just keep (laughs) going i'm gonna ignore all that you know, you don't like the Pittsburgh guy? <laughs> no. Uh, I do not. I'm not really a fan of Shane Douglas. I never really saw anything in him early. Wow. Yeah, I'm one actually, of the ones that I just, I don't see nothing in him. I don't know why he's so special. He says the F word a lot and wears his Steeler car. It has nothing to do with his Steelers, by the way, either. It's just like, what's special <laughs> about him? Because he drops the F bomb a lot. I, he does it like aggressively. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he really very aggressive dude. with his f bombs, but <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I always dug his, uh, uh, his like some of his promos were pretty were pretty good uh, when he wasn't you know just swearing up a storm. And so no, I like wow, I liked most of his matches. Not this one, but uh, I, I thought he was a pretty good wrestler. I mean, I'll go opposite. When, I like a couple of his matches. <laughs> I don't know. I just never he, saw anything in him. I always, I never. Saw what all the people gushed over with him. If I'm being real, it's like once he got to like the bigger ponds of WWF and WCW. Uh, I didn't think he was anything amazing there. He had some decent matches, but nothing that like blew my mind. Uh, but yeah, then again, he wasn't in any like huge, high-profile feuds that I can recall, especially as Dean Douglas. But yeah, talk about him. Remember when he had the Intercontinental title for five minutes? Oh, yeah, that was huge. Which, by the way, he mentions on the show we're about to cover. <laughs> so, that part is into, kind of <laughs> Right. Getting into all of I that. I lulled. Uh, today, we are going to be covering 
uh, ECW's Russell Palooza 1998. It is a weird, uh, weird name for a show. I'll say that. Uh, it's it's one WWE that, name. Yeah, it's yeah, like WWE, like early '90s when they're still doing the cartoonish, you know, stuff for little kids. Yeah, right. But it doesn't sound like it sounds like a Saturday morning like, WWE show. Saturday morning Russell Palooza. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't sound like ECW, like, welcome to Wrestlepalooza! Like, okay. I can hear Ben feeling that. Yeah, right. But this, yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a show. It happened. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> I don't, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Am I throwing you under the bus if I insist that I had nothing to do with this? You do with all of our ECW shows. <laughs> You're like, I want everybody to know I didn't pick this. But hey, I like to cater to a wide variety of listeners or whatever. Some people some people have crapped on us for doing these because they're like, well, if you hate it so bad, why do you even do it? And it's like, I, I don't know, because it's fun. Uh, I don't just you like AEW. I still watch that every Wednesday. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like to expand my horizon. And, and for the record, I don't hate every ECW show. I hate most of them. I don't hate them all. Again, I'm going to go opposite. I like a couple of uh, uh, ECW shows. Right, yeah. Well, that's, that's, what I'm, that, that's basically what I'm getting at. I, I don't hate them all. Uh, I like a couple of them. But, yeah, I mean, all in all, I'm not a fan. And Greg and I have made that very clear on this podcast. But we've we've had that, like I said, people crapping on us for that, and then we've had the opposite where they where they like that we cover the ECW stuff and crap on it. So I don't know, and and I'm gonna try to be fair on this. I didn't hate every single thing on the show, and I'm gonna. There's a match on here that kind of blows me away. I'll say that. Yeah, and there's some there's some spots on here where I can compliment them, like, well, they did this right, they did this wrong, you know, kind of stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm not just uh, gonna partic- particularly in the New Jack match. Yeah. Good lord. Uh, I'm thinking with the uh, with the going good, I'm going to reference. I know this is going to be shocking with an ECW show, but I think they stepped up their production around this time. I thought it was filmed well, as well as an ECW show could be filmed. And uh, it, it flowed a little better. And I will say this. I thought the play up packages for the show were the best I'd seen on any ECW show before this. So I don't know what that's saying. But I, I felt like because usually they just have like a basically a music video where people are just beating the crap out of each other while they're playing music. This one, they actually have Joey Styles like explaining the feud and running it down. And I like that part of it. I'm like, OK, now I'm caught up. I know what the hell is going on. I like it, but I know what's going on. So either way, uh, we'll uh, get into all the news and notes because there is quite a bit. But we'll get into that here in just a second. First. Time out here real quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks, all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word to get 15% off your order at checkout. But now that we're done with that, we're going to take our first break of the podcast. When we come back on the other side of this for episode 101, we're going to dive into the news and notes right after this. 
Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. Everybody. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shock Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code MAINEVENT all one word to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Time for the news and notes from May of 1998. And here's another. I, I love doing these because it's like, oh, man, I forgot that, you know, this happened around this time. Real quick, this, this is why I I don't mind doing these shows because of this stuff right here. The news. Yeah, right. And we can't cover everything with... The East, like if we did nothing but WWF and WCW, I mean, yeah, we'd still have quite a bit of material. But with as many shows a year as we do, we'd start to whittle it down pretty quickly. Like I want to keep if if you and I are still going in five years. Great. 
So <laughs> I have fun with it. I know you do. But either way, uh, this first story was a sad one. It luckily it, you know, had a, a positive ending to it. But Marcus Bagwell suffered a serious neck injury on a live episode of Thunder this week after a move gone wrong. Uh, Bagwell, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, this was this was bad, man. Uh, Bagwell suffered four crushed vertebrae in his neck after jamming his head into Rick Steiner's back on a botched bulldog, leading to Bagwell being temporarily paralyzed from the neck down. The next day, Bagwell had extensive neck and spinal surgery to fuse several vertebrae together. Following the surgery, his blood pressure dropped drastically, and there was fear that he would fall into a coma. But as of press time, he's back in stable condition. The prognosis is that the doctors expect him to eventually make a full recovery due to being young and in great physical shape. Although it'll probably be a year before he'll come back or he'll be back in the ring. Uh, Bagwell was told that the injury was only three centimeters away from being identical to the injury that paralyzed Christopher Reeve and that his uh, strong neck muscles probably saved him from a worse fate. <sighs> this is sad, man. I remember the injury. Were you watching live? Yeah. Here's the thing. It didn't look that bad. I don't know if you want to go back and watch it. If anyone wants to check it out on YouTube, I think it's on there. It didn't look mm-hmm. that bad. It looked like just a little bump to the back. But then I guess when you think about like what it was, the, the vertebrae, like, yeah, I can see that. But it looked just like a little bump, like literally like just bumped into his back. Right. And I'm like that damn near killed him or paralyzed him. Yeah, you and I had talked like, about it didn't, stuff like it that. It didn't look that bad. I just That's the part that still baffled me to this day. I'm like, Right. You just never know, yeah. I guess. Yeah, you and I had talked about that in the past, where it's like some of the worst injuries don't look all that bad. And you're like, really? Like when uh, uh, the Dynamite Kid hit the ropes and somebody put their knee up in his back and whatever. It didn't look like he it looked like he barely hit the knee, but that just broke his back. And just the reason for that one, though, was more of a uh, compound like, after, you know, so much punishment throughout time, you know, kind of led to it. Same thing with uh, Peril Aguayo Jr. getting the same drop kick to his back from Rey Mysterio that thousands and thousands of other people have taken, but it killed him. So, uh, but yeah, good thing Buff was the stuff, and uh, he he uh, had some strong muscles, man. Isn't Ironically, that... I was talking to him a couple weeks ago in Dallas at the Major Pod Live show. Oh, and really? He was on a crutch, and like, oh wow, man, just you know, some some cool happened to this dude. Day. Yeah, just coolest dude in the world. It's just like, yeah, you know, he was kind of banged up. I heard he likes to talk. So, like, yeah, well, which... yeah, we talked for like a good 20 minutes or so. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, it was fun. Yeah. He was telling me stories about him and the Patriot. Because I told him, oh, I remember watching you guys win the tag titles. And he told me some fun stories about um, how back in the day the, the faces were supposed to get the hell out of the ring and not celebrate. And they ended up celebrating <laughs> and took heat for it at the back. And, uh, yeah. He, uh, he said, go back and watch. Say, go back and watch the match after him and Patriot win. Um, he's taken forever to let Nick Patrick hold his hand up because he's soaking it in. <laughs> so, wow! I haven't gone back and watched it yet, but I kind of want to hear it since he told me that. It's kind of cool. And it's kind of funny uh, to yeah. think about Buff. But like, you don't think about it until you actually go back and look at his career. But like, Buff Bagwell was like the perennial tag team guy throughout most of his career. He was. I Ooh. can't even remember him holding a single title in WCW, even yeah, when he was right. at his hot. Yeah, it was like, um, and you can correct me if I'm missing one here, but it's like there's Scotty Riggs, the Patriot, Two Cold Scorpio, Scott Steiner. Am I missing somebody else? Scott Norton, Lex Luger. Scott Norton. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Holy cow. 
That's uh, so. I feel like they all had names too. It's Totally Buff, American Males, Stars and Stripes. Uh, I don't know if him and Scott Steiner had a name. Vicious and Delicious. I don't know if him and Scott Steiner had a name though. That was yeah. Vicious and Delicious was uh, yeah. Him and Norton. Uh, him and Luger. What what was that? Oh, uh, uh, totally buffed. Totally buff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, but continuing on with this though, the live TV show was halted for nearly thirty minutes so that they could get the right type of stretcher for Bagwell. I guess the normal one was too unstable for a neck injury like that uh, before they could risk moving him. Tony Schiavone basically told or took over the broadcast and all three announcers were in a tough position of trying to keep the show going while the doctors worked on Bagwell in the ring. Eventually, WCW producers chose to air footage of Hogan winning the title from Savage a few days earlier on Nitro, but they had the uh, they had Thunder, the Thunder announced team rather doing uh, commentary live over the footage. And all three, Heenan, Shivani, and Tanay, were noticeably shaken, which uh, emphasized just how silly and unimportant wrestling storylines are when real-life tragedy is unfolding. <sighs> I don't remember that part off the top of my head, but I'll, yeah, mm-hmm. sounds about right. Well, you know something's wrong. But again, like I said, like, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, that is what did it? Right. So I'm like, man, you just never know. It can happen in a snap, snap of a finger. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, like... Uh, Oh, oh don't Shawn worry, Michaels. it's all it's all fake. Don't worry. Of course, yeah. We actually uh, have something about that in this next story. Uh, but it's funny, like you know, the stuff like uh, when Shawn Michaels broke his back, it looked like he barely touched the edge of yeah, right, the, the uh, coffin, nuts, and put him down for a while. And you know, people like uh, well, even his best friend Kevin Nash, when they interviewed him, and they're like, did he really break his back? Could he really not wrestle? And and he blew it off. He's like, ah, oh, no, he lost his smile again. Had to go home. And then you go to people like uh, Bruce Pritchard, who was there in person, and he said, uh, I think it was right before WrestleMania, Sean is like laying on his back in like on the locker room floor crying, like trying to build up enough strength to, uh, you know, get out there like that. Go back and watch that WrestleMania match. He winces throughout the entire match, dude. Oh, yeah. It is tough to see. Yeah, well, he can't. I mean, he's. He does pretty well, uh, all things considered, but you can tell like certain moves he's not, you know, he's, he's being a little ginger with the way he's doing certain things. So, but you got to give him credit for gutting it out, man. And speaking of gutting it out, we'll actually talk about that later in this podcast as well, but, uh, keep it with WCW here. Nothing much has changed on the legal situation with Ric Flair and WCW. They're apparently at an impasse, but both sides are at least talking and are cordial. Given that Flair still has three years on his contract, WCW has no intention of releasing him and letting WWF have him. Lawyers from both sides have been trying to work out the issue. WCW's lawsuit against Flair is still out there, but may likely get dropped if slash when they uh, work things out. Reportedly, Flair wants to restructure his WCW deal, and Eric Bischoff wants Flair to make some sort of apology and admittance of wrongdoing, which would allow him to save face after he buried Flair in front of the entire locker room and swore he'd never return. Anyway, the story, the lawsuit in particular, was picked up in all of the media outlets throughout the Carolinas, where Flair is, of course, a god. But for whatever reason, most of the stories seem to be focusing on the fact that the lawsuit admits that wrestling is fake and that Flair is being sued for not show, uh, for not showing up to participate in a storyline. The media seems to be gleefully rela- uh, relishing in the, see, wrestling is fake aspect of the story. Yeah, that's well. He just faked a broken neck. 
Yeah, right. Is, is this a like? Is this a thing? Like in North Carolina, they're like, oh, it's not real. Like what? Why? Why is this a thing? Not like, a thing. It's the media. <laughs> That's why I don't watch news. I hate all news. It's all stupid. Every one of them is a piece of crap. Right? One good one out there, and I'll never believe it. Everyone's just, for themselves, man. It's just so stupid. Like, okay, like I get them reporting on this. This is an actual news story. Uh, even though it's, you know, part of ugh, the wrestling business. Like, who could take that seriously? But yeah, gross. <laughs> I, I know wrestling is a weird thing between reality and fiction. I get that. But at the same time, like, I don't know why it's like such a pariah to everybody's like, oh, gosh, that's, you know, that wrestling stuff. Like, uh, they, uh, Bischoff talked about, they had such a hard time finding anybody who would advertise with them. And there are some that's like, ah, oh, no, I'll never advertise on professional wrestling. Heaven forbid. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Wouldn't want to sully the good name of, you know, say a beer company or whatever. Wow. I don't get it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, th- what's funny is around this time, uh, Bruce Pritchard told the story of, they had the unforgiven pay-per-view, which we'll talk about here in a second in uh, North Carolina somewhere. And uh, they said uh, Flair was actually in a car circling in the parking lot on his like on his car phone because they wanted him to be in the crowd and like show him like sitting in the front row with his son, Reed. But I guess at the end of the day, Flair's lawyers told him, nah, it's probably not a good move. So they decided not. Is it a coincidence he would return to Nitro like I think the next night or a week after that? Yeah, right. Fire me. I'm already fired. <laughs> I love that. Problem. I don't understood just, that, but I know it doesn't make any sense. Like, like I pointed out in the, you know, on uh, that TNA pro uh, promo he did in 2012, like Ric Flair is one of the great orators in professional wrestling history. But some of the things he said, it's like, that didn't even make sense, man. <laughs> Either way, if he uh, yells it loud enough and gets naked, it gets across better. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to take off my clothes, elbow drop an inanimate object and go, woo. That's a good promo. <laughs> He's anyway. one. Uh, he's just one. Uh, I'm gonna come out there and stick my tongue down your mouth away from eating gold dust. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> now well, the archives, by the way, I think it was buried alive. Was it buried alive? Uh, I don't remember. It's one of the. In- I want to say it was one of the in your houses. Definitely yeah, in your house. Might have been beware of dogs. Uh, if you guys don't uh, shut up, I'm gonna come out there and shove my tongue down your throat. Like, and as you pointed out, there are children out there in that crowd. Yeah. Oh, weird, dude. Uh, yeah, it's like, um, did you just threaten sexual assault on an entire like, <laughs> venue of people? Something's wrong with you. Point man. being, what would you rather have? Ric Flair being naked and elbow dropping his clothes or getting someone's tongue stuck down your throat? Hell of a choice then. <sighs> man, do I want to be shot or poisoned? Which one? <laughs> Either way. Uh, Kevin Nash and Randy Savage formed a new group called the Wolf Pack on Nitro this week and introduced Conan as the third member. Scott Hall is expected to return He's the next third week. Man. <laughs> Scott Hall is expected to return next week and will likely end up in the group also. Doesn't. I think, didn't he just like, he was like the faking him out at one point, right? And then like he turned yeah, on him and was like, American nope. Bash, he turns on them. Yeah. Yeah. So. I same with Kurt I, Henning too. No, yeah, I don't remember the lineage of the Wolfpack, but I'm like, wow, Kevin Nash and Randy Savage were the 
the two former start with, members. Started with Nash and Savage. They added Conan, Hull, and Hennig, and then they eventually turned on him. Uh, Lex Luger was in there. Then they got Sting to join. Yeah, yeah. And I think they were all legitimately like friends in real life too. I think it started. And I, because... I have no doubt Six would have been there had he not gone for greener pastures. <laughs> right. Well, for a uh, far better group, I like the Wolfpack, but the X is far better. But. Yeah, uh, I I liked the Wolfpack uh, as as a kid, and I know uh, Kevin Nash was saying the whole reason that formed was because there was a legitimate like real life rift between him and Hogan on how the NWO should be handled, and he's like, "All right, well, you keep this NWO, I'll go form my own." And then obviously they all made up and hugged and had the finger poke of doom, and yeah, that sucked. And then the real NWO formed with uh, Stevie Ray and Vincent and Brian Adams. Oh yeah, and uh, Horace Hogan. That was the one right there, man. Yeah, they had that uh, that like Shaft theme music playing. That was that was some good stuff, man. Uh, that <laughs> oh, sucked. <man. laughs> it was like some like fast porn music or something. I was like, what the? Why? Why did they choose this? This is horrible. Like, well, we can't just have, you know, Rock House playing 500 times a night. It's like, sure. That's like, I get that. But why this? <sighs> Either way. Why do you hear uh, that music? I automatically think fast porn music. <laughs> actually, when I hear that music, first thing I oh, think no. of is, here come the headliners. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly Horace and Vincent, you know, the, the two top guys. You know. Hell yeah, man. Uh, speaking of Vincent, didn't he have some bad news recently online? Yeah, he said someone had a stroke, something like that, and hope he's okay. But here's my thing: he he chokes about stuff all the time, man. I don't know if and he I joke about having a stroke. That's kind of I don't I don't I hope he wouldn't, but he makes up stuff on his Twitter all the damn or Instagram all the time, dude. Yeah. So I mean, I hope he's okay. Yeah, I knew that part. They do have like a GoFundMe yeah. form, so I'm guessing it's legit. So I hope he's okay. Yeah, right. But they like, they actually do. It's like he's one of those guys you gotta think twice, though. Unfortunately, I'm not saying that in an asshole way, but it's like. He's are, a troll. Are, you, are you really? Yeah. 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 He's a huge troll. I get it. But yeah, if they're going to have a GoFundMe and all that kind of stuff, I, I, I would like to think he's not trolling about something like that. That's that's pretty effed up. But uh, somebody else that had an injury around this time. Randy Savage has decided against getting the knee surgery that he needs. WCW's doctor has told him that he's risking the possibility of walking with a limp for the rest of his life if he doesn't get it fixed. He eventually does. And he would disappear from TV. Until he came back to wrestle Dennis Robin. Yeah. And didn't you say that was like one of his last matches? It was, yeah. Uh, was, you know, a few one-off appearances here and there. Never a match. Right. Uh, and, you want to call that uh, whole match in TNA, he had a match. Yeah, right. Uh, well, and now in the archives, uh, the Road Wild uh, 1999. Yeah, we covered that match he had with Rodman, actually. Uh, WCW, actually Hulk Hogan in particular, had the idea that Sting should turn heel so that Sting can team with Hogan in matches against Hall and Nash. Sting refused, however. He doesn't want to be a heel because it would kill his merchandise sales, although Uncle Dave says that Goldberg's merch becoming such a huge hit has basically already killed Sting's merchandise sales anyway. Oh, well. The authority uh, lady. Well, that one you can actually see, like, numbers they release, so I don't you have know. the numbers? Do they show the numbers? Uh, I didn't see the whole observer. context. I don't believe him. Sorry. Yeah, if you listen that to people context, like, well, if you listen to people like Bischoff, 
I mean, he does, you know, he he admits like, yeah, Goldberg and NWO were number one, number one and two. Uh, everybody else was, you know, secondary. Sting was always up near the top. I I would never think that his merchandise, his merch sales were quote unquote. Oh, here's my killed. thing. Here's my thing. He says Dave, Dave says that, but Sting's going to turn heel in a year and two months. It's not yeah. like you know five, ten years down the road, one year. So you can't tell me that merchandise changed in the course of a year, like that. That's significantly, anyways. So that's maybe, why I don't believe him. Maybe he stopped giving a damn, honestly. Honestly, and according to uh, Bischoff, merchandise was really weird and murky with WCW anyway. So uh, that I don't know. That, that's a weird thing. Uh, speaking of weird things, WCW. Mark Madden may or may not be fired from WCW. Uh, spoiler. Two weeks in a row we talked about this idiot now. Yeah, unfortunately. He was doing live internet play-by-play for of Nitro and also did some commentary for the DirecTV specials that air Nitro without commercials. Anyway, apparently there were some missed cues during the DirecTV broadcast that led to Madden slamming down his headset and walking off during the show. You know, like a real professional. Uh, WCW, <laughs> WCW removed him from doing those broadcasts at that point and told him that he could still do the WCW hotline messages. But then he apparently went on the hotline and talked about the Ric Flair situation. So he was told that uh, they were taking the hotline away from him, too. That doesn't really leave him with much in the way of job duties anymore. Oh, man. Uh, all right. I, according to this idiot. According to Eric Bischoff, he liked when he did that kind of crap. I don't know why, but he did. Just Bischoff's an idiot. Yeah. He still likes Madden's day, I believe. Yep. Look, I like Eric Bischoff, but it's like it's the reverse of the Vince Russo thing where it's like, look, not all of his ideas are a winner. All right. Just because he had some really good ones. And on the flip side with Vince Russo, it's like, look, not every idea is going to completely suck. All right. He'll have a good one here and there. Accidentally. Right. Uh, Keeping up with the WWF versus WCW stuff here, though, Raw and Nitro both took place live at arenas about 30 minutes away from each other this past week in Norfolk and Hampton, Virginia. Both shows Mm, were going to happen here. Both shows were (laughs) sold out well in advance. However, Nitro was tape delayed due to the NBA playoffs, and without competition, Raw did its best rating ever breaking the old record by more than a full ratings point. Uh, the 5.71 rating made made it the single highest rated pro wrestling show in the history of cable TV. WCW is going to be at a major disadvantage for the rest of the month due to NBA playoffs, which are going to wreak havoc on WCW's schedule for both Nitro and Thunder, with both shows airing at different times, or in the case of Thunder, not airing at all for the next two weeks. It's kind of funny we're in that same spot right now with AEW. <laughs> yeah. Well, are they on? Are they being delayed on TBS? Uh, the Rampage is, yeah. Oh wow. So, I I didn't know the NBA was on TBS. I thought it was only TNT. Uh, my mistake. On, it's on Turner, so it's on all of it. The voice been on everything. Ah, okay. Uh, well, to your point. Speaking but, of the show. I, I just find it funny, by the way, Rob did its big rating while technically still incorporating WCW. I know, right? <laughs> he did their biggest rating ever when Nitro was like not on like the same time. It's like, uh, man, they had like literally everything in their favor for this. They had it just dropped in their laps. But speaking of that, uh, 
DX drove a tank to Nitro. It was actually a small Jeep, but whatever. Why let facts get in the way of a good story? Uh, the segment aired through Raw, with DX driving to the Nitro Arena before the show started taping and cut a bunch of promos in front of the WCW fans, who, by the way, were excited to see them. I thought that was funny. In one segment, they carefully spliced in footage of the marquee at the arena, which announced free tickets for a different event, and they make it look like they were free tickets for Nitro. They repeatedly referenced how WCW gave away a bunch of free tickets for the show. In reality, there were only 632 free tickets uh, for this Nitro. They were sold out, or almost sold out well in advance. Uh, in response, later during the show, Tony Schiavone announced that the show had been sold out for months and that WWF couldn't even give away free tickets, which also was a lie. WWF had been almost sold out for months in advance. Uh, anyway, the next day, a top executive from WWF called up one of the WCW's executives and apologized for the whole angle. Why? It was fun. Because I think WCW threatened to sue them at one point. Yeah, a little lost. WCW's, uh, well, with the Turner lawyers, it, it, it's like Turner lawyers versus uh, Jeremy Jeremy McDivitt. Like, man, that's uh, that was like the battle. I never bet the, against Jeremy McDivitt. <laughs> That's really the battle of the 90s that not enough people reference. But, yeah, uh, I guess uh, one of the things was, you know, them lying about them giving away free tickets and whatever. I think Pritchard said they had to backtrack on that so that they, so that they didn't get sued on it. <sighs> good Lord. This is honestly uh, the other day, just, wasn't it still publicity for WCW? Uh, not good publicity if you're saying they're giving away free tickets. Makes publicity. I said publicity. All I said was publicity. The yeah. old saying is any publicity is good publicity. Well, this one ended up blowing up, obviously, and it was a big thing. So uh, I think they were told. <laughs> I think WWF lawyers afterwards told them, don't do that ever again. <laughs> but I, I, I want to say Pritchard was saying this was one of those, you know, ask for forgiveness, <laughs> not permission type deals. So I would do it. Yep. Like I said, gift dropped right in their lap, man. I mean, this is when it was hot. Remember when the remember when Cody and the Bucks did that thing in front of Stanford and no one gave a damn? Yeah, the only like, thing eh. that did was give them the season to assist. Yeah, which again, they turned into money. Why didn't WCW do that? Didn't the Bucks make a million bucks off that shirt? Yeah. So you own that right. damn shirt? I know you do. Yeah, you gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why don't you just spin it in your favor? Those two idiots can do it. I think uh, Bischoff was those. If those dudes are anything, any but an idiot, because they're pretty damn smart. Right. But they turned it into that. Why? Whatever. Bischoff said, "If he, could I would, go I would have the hell I've been playing with it personally." Yeah, well, Bischoff said, "If he could go back in time, he'd tell all of his guys, don't touch them, open the doors, and let them in." Yeah. He's like, he's like, then, then what? What are they going to do then? <laughs> I called their bluff. <laughs> he's like, what are they going to actually drive that damn thing to my ring? No, <laughs> like, they're going to come in. They're, uh, they're gonna, I think they, like, they would have personally. Yeah, um, like knowing those guys, probably. I don't think it would have been. I don't think it would have been physical, because they were all no. born. So I don't think no one realizes that. Right, it would have yeah, been I a think, good time, dude. I think they missed a huge opportunity. Yeah, I think Nash and Hall were <laughs> saying they wanted to go out and party with them, but <laughs> they couldn't. I, yeah, I think man, they said the only. Literally, I think this, the other guys are literally driving up to the show, like literally up to your back door, and you was like, ah, no cell thanks. phones back then. Oh, good lord, yeah. They were wow, real. They, <laughs> yeah, they would have been texting each other and it's like, hey, come on out. Yeah, because I think I think Nash and Hogan did say they were like, we didn't even know they were there. Otherwise, we would have went out. 
And I, I believe it with them guys, too. That's always one of the greatest what ifs, man. I know. And with them being on a tape delay, let them come to the ring. If you if you got to drop out, you got to drop out. Who cares? You're on a tape been... delay. You're on a tape delay. The other show's live. And you can see this going on in the other show. You're probably not going to see them inside. But you'll see them going inside. Why wouldn't you then tune in Nitro to see what happened? Right. <sighs> yep. Uh, I'm not a promoter. I don't pretend to be one. I'm just saying I would watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I oh, would have sure. that. <laughs> I would have turned Bishop. it on. Well, Bischoff claimed he got the he got the notice about it while he was in the ring cutting a promo. So he he said he yeah, had to think because quick. He, because yeah, it's the famous promo where he says, uh, "I wonder what Vince McMahon's thinking, sending his guys where he knows I'm not going to be." Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that promo. Like, you've probably heard a clip a million times. Right. Well, sticking with that WWF, one of my biggest what ifs in wrestling. Dude. What if they had gotten in there? I know. I think it would have been great. Gold. I think everybody would have benefited. Not one person would have suffered. The legal teams would have been pulling their hair out, but, you know, let them figure out. I mean, would they have, though? I mean, if everyone's benefiting and things are going up and everyone wins, would they have? I feel like they would have been like, whatever. Yeah, it's because they were so Sue happy back then. Like, uh, WWF was always waiting for WCW to slip up and vice versa. Like, I feel like that's day if like omega and the bucks showed up on like smackdown or something people wouldn't like tune in to see it of course they would yeah. <sighs> come on dude i mean wwe would never allow it but yeah of course it happen though it's easy yeah. to sit here and say that because the internet tells us that but how do you know they won't allow it how do you know really just, yeah <laughs> i mean it basically yeah i can just yeah stick Stick with WWF during this time, though. I saw this pay per view multiple times as a kid. I, I like watched it and rewatched it. Uh, WWF's Unforgiven. Oh, huh? thank God! I thought you were talking about WrestlePalooza. Oh God! You no. saw this a million times as a kid. Uh, I wonder why? No wonder why you're screwed up. Anyways, <laughs> wow. WWF's <laughs> Unforgiven pay per view is in the books, drawing the biggest wrestling crowd in Greensboro, <laughs> North Carolina history of over twenty one thousand beating the old record set by WCW Starcade in 1986. The show was based around the idea that Vince McMahon was going to screw Steve Austin out of the title. The main event ended with Vince doing a stretcher job after a chair shot, which was supposed to be dramatic and riveting, but fans were pouring out of the arena in droves during it and seemed disinterested in seeing if McMahon lived or died. In case you're curious, McMahon showed up on Raw the next night, not selling the injury at all. Didn't Austin get take a hard hit to the back of the head with the chair in this one? He still has it to this day. That scar, just the one or was it the one before? Uh, I think it was this one, yeah, because yeah. wasn't this the follow-up to WrestleMania? No, this or... is the follow-up to... Wait, is he said Unforgiven? Yeah. That's April. Backlash? Yeah. This is Over was the it... Edge May. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm thinking you're talking about the May paper. You're not talking about the May paper. So, yeah. Yeah, this one. Yeah, because this was the... Yeah. The two things I remember from this pay-per-view... Well, three things... Uh, the first one is uh, the the New Age Outlaws coming out and uh, Road Dog cutting a promo. They were heel heels at the time. And yes, Road they Dog, were, but no, they weren't. Right. Trust me, no, they well, weren't. But yes, they were. They got <laughs> they got booed this night because they crapped on the North Carolina Tar Heels, and oh, they said oh, they and they they said they were bringing out a their famous coach Dean Smith. And it was a blow-up sex doll dressed like Dean Smith. Uh, and everybody Holy crap. Everybody blew, uh, booed the crap out of them. 
So Hang on, I gotta I, write that down on my list of things you will not see in 2022. Okay, got it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, I, I I should say I can't say everybody booed it. Half the crowd laughed their ass off, and the other half booed him. <laughs> uh, Rumor has it that's the doll that Kenny Omega had a match with. I can't confirm that. Oh, though. for God's sake! Uh, but that's number one. Uh, the second thing I remember is Austin versus Dude Love for the WWF title in the main event. And the third thing is the Inferno match. The very first ever. This is a forgotten pay-per-view. Not great by any means, but man, it was... Yeah. It was awesome, but it was there was not much great wrestling, but it was awesome pay-per-view, if that right. makes any sense. There was uh, a very <laughs> screwed finish to the end of LOD 2000 versus uh, the New Age Outlaws. I, I remember that one. And the referee took the Doomsday device afterwards. I'm like, damn. Uh, this, I was like, oh, wow, he wasn't in the company yet. Okay. I mean, he was, but he wasn't what we know him as. Uh, Adam Copeland worked a dark match before Raw as a heel, beating Darren Drozdov. Uh, Jackal from the Truth Commission was Copeland's manager for the match. Go figure. The next night for a TV taping, Copeland worked as a geeky babyface, beating Jobber Matt Hardy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Some drama's going to happen there. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what happened. What would happen with those two? I'm, I'm going to assume everybody knows who Adam Copeland is, but if you don't, uh, go throw in your Google machine and uh, see who Adam Copeland is. Uh, last it's few not, stories. It's I, not Adam Cole. <laughs> baby. <laughs> but uh, the last couple stories I have here are in. We're going international, Greg. Triple A president. All right, Antonio- let me get my passport on Good grief. Uh, AAA president Antonio Pena has filed lawsuits against uh, Psychosis and Conan. The Psychosis lawsuit is due to Pena claiming he owns the rights to that name. Psychosis no-showed the first court date, and if he misses the next one, the judge will rule in favor of Pena by default, and Psychosis will be forced to change his name both in Mexico and the U.S. As for Conan, the lawsuit is for defamation of character based on a recent interview Conan gave where he evidently trashed Pena, you never find out what happens with all these lawsuits. It seems like every few weeks, Pena is suing somebody, and it either goes nowhere or is settled out of court. Yeah, he oh. was notorious for that. Like, rest in peace. He's passed away uh, and all that. But, yeah, he you want to talk about Sue Happy, man. Holy crap. And he had a freaking death grip on, like, all gimmick names in AAA. You think WWE's bad? Like, oh, my gosh. That's why everybody See the reason it's L.A. Park now? Yes. Yeah, actually, it is. <laughs> I had a feeling. He said that. Yeah. He's like, well, I, I own the name Laparka, so I'm going to put somebody else in the suit. I'm not going to knock that because WWE does it. So I was like, you know. Yep. Um, hey, they were the originators, man. WWF wasn't even that strict back then. Like, <laughs> Vince McMahon would have been like, God dang, pal. But oh, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Uh, the Laparka, by the way, that took over for the first Laparka is the one who passed away a few years ago, by the way. Uh, and. Yeah, Conan was another yeah, one. I've always gotten confused on that, honestly. I mean, right. it sucks that someone passed, but like, which, like, who, who was it? Was this the chairman in WCW? The one who's <laughs> still alive is the one from WCW and yeah. the original LaParca. He was the original the one, chairman in WCW. Right. Uh, the one who passed away is the one who took over the gimmick in yeah. Mexico. So uh, his son is now wrestling under his dad's original gimmick. Uh, uh, Something La Mamia, whatever. Where it's it's a mummy gimmick, mummy luchador. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Italian, not Mexican, but whatever. <laughs> Good lord, that's the same thing. Mamma <laughs> Mia. 
good grief. Not mom. Is that not Italian? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, there was, and there was no love lost between Conan and uh, Antonio Pena. They hated each other and then loved each other and then hated each other. And yeah. Conan hates everybody, dude. <laughs> he except, for Disco, except for Disco Inferno, which why? Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, he was trending on Twitter recently. Yeah, Disco and Inferno. I saw why, and I have to agree with him. Well, you Did know, you see came... why? Yes. Well, you know who came to uh, those? For anybody that doesn't know what we're referring to, he shared a clip of these Japanese female wrestlers that were just playing like hide and go seek, basically, and just like ring around the rosy for like. I don't know. And, half and a that is a real sentence, folks. Yeah, it was. Go look on Glenn Gilberti's Twitter. Yep. Well, you know who came to their defense and torched him, right, Greg? Not Uncle yeah, Dave. Mister Fetish himself. <laughs> yeah, Mister uh, Mister Fingerbang. Yeah. I was like, oh. dude, like, <sighs> they. I'm not, I don't, I'm not sitting there sticking up for disco or anything, but like, he's right. They're literally playing tag around the ring, and Dave called them the best women's wrestlers in the world. And then Kenny Omega said that they have more talent than Disco Inferno ever had. And like, okay. Okay, when did that become a narrative, by the way? That Disco No, he didn't. I mean, you know, he wasn't like a mega star, but that man not no. suck. I he mean, was part of the wolf pack. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, I'm a filthy animal. So there you go. But yep. in no way did he was he a bad wrestler. I mean, you know, in the same right. way, like we're going to mention him again, the same way Virgil wasn't. I mean, they weren't lighting the world yeah. fire or anything, but they weren't bad. You know, like people are really no, uh, people, liberal with the word sucks in wrestling sometimes. Right. People actually pop yeah. for Disco Inferno sometimes. So <laughs> go back and watch but, SummerSlam 1991, Virgil wins the million dollar title. That place blows. So don't right, give me that yeah. crap. <laughs> right. Uh, last two stories I have here, speaking of which, are actually from Japan. All Japan, not New Japan, has sold oh, 3,000. <laughs> yeah, the other, other white meat. <laughs> Uh, but they they sold about 30,000 tickets for its first ever Tokyo Dome show happening this week, which is enough to be profitable. But to be considered a public t- success, they probably need to sell around 50,000. I don't know if they ever did. All Japan never really does much. I mean, their their time is, has passed. After Misawa and his airy band of stars ended up hightailing it out at All Japan and creating Pro Wrestling Noah... Uh, that pretty much tanked the promotion. So this is just audio, but I, I saw your tongue in cheek. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It, they're still around to this day. They're trying to make a go of it. I guess they're doing okay by, you know, uh, Japanese based promotion standards, but I mean, new Japan took off like a rocket. I and... don't understand why anyone still challenges new Japan in, in Japan. I don't get it. I don't think there's really any competition. It's kind of like, and I like AEW, but it's it's the WWE effect. You can be a big promotion like AEW. You're not going to be WWE. You're not going to compete. You're not going to beat them. You can beat them in certain things here and there, but you're not going to overall beat them. So it's not real, quote-unquote, competition. That wraps up uh, the news and notes. When we come back from this next break, we're going to dive into the event itself, unfortunately. Oh. Can we just be done? This is a fun podcast. We're done. Yeah, good night, everybody. Uh, but no, when we come back, it's ECW's Wrestlepalooza. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. 
This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. And if you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back, unfortunately. <laughs> it's ECW Wrestle Palooza. <laughs> 1998 took place on May 3rd, 1998, at the Cobb County Civic Center in Marietta, Georgia. Cobb County, was, Georgia. The attendance was 3,407 with 2,900 paid. The pay per view buy rate was actually respectable. It was a point 24, which amounted to 75,000 buys. That's better than what TNA did in 2012, man. So there you go. Uh, but we start off. Yeah, but you know, lots to take away from it. There was no illegal streaming and stuff back then. That's so. that's that's true. That's, you're not wrong. But we start off the show in the usual way with Joey Styles in the middle of the ring, introducing us to the show. We then hit the open, and then we're into the first match. It is the FBI, the full-blooded Italians of Little Guido Meritato <laughs> and Tracy F. And Smothers with the Listen Big John. Oh yeah, right. I, I forgot he passed away. Uh, but I only I had to throw that because you said Eppin, but I get what you mean. But yeah, right. Hey, make Tracy sure we're not crapping the Smothers. Yeah, like it's a, it's a good thing in ECW. But the badge of honor, right? <laughs> but they are with the Big Don, Tommy Rich. So he say something about fired up, and they're taking on wild the team. fire. 
they are taking on the team of Supernova and the Blue Meanie in about nine and a half minutes. Before you even start, we are in 2022, and little Guido just had a match on Impact with Matt Cardona. <laughs> right. Real story. And he had Tony Mama Luke with him. By the way, yeah. Tony Mama, what's Tony? Is Tony Mama Luke been, uh, uh, like soaking in the uh, in that same uh, like pool that Christopher Daniels is in, or what? I uh, know, dude. He looks like he's like fourteen years old still. He never like grew up from what he looked like before. I know. Uh. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, good for him. Uh, I don't. Either way, but uh, I did find it funny that the Italians, quote unquote are dropping the Italian flag all over the floor and just letting it lay there. You know, see, I didn't even catch that till. Yeah. I think you, uh, you think you'd mentioned it to me. So I had to go back and watch it. And yeah, yeah, don't they have to burn that? Technically, isn't isn't that how it works? Uh, in America, at least. Yeah. I don't know about it. Italia, but then again, they already desecrated the flag by airbrushing Tommy Rich's face on it. So I guess who cares? (sighs) Uh, but of course, hey, I would really appreciate it if you called him Wildfire, Tommy Rich, because you're disrespecting. No, him, but... no, right here he's the Big Don, Tommy Rich, Greg. So you're wrong. <laughs> I just love the name Wildfire, Tommy Rich, because it's like, you know, like in wrestling terms, it ensues that he's like on fire and doing hot stuff, and he's doing nothing. Yeah, the most pale, pasty white dude. First of all, <laughs> calling himself Wildfire, and then you and I mentioned that all of his matches are boring. Okay, now you better be careful with that B word because we got in trouble for calling Dan Severn boring. Oh <laughs> yeah, well I'd like to say do his face. Okay, what's he gonna do? Like, it's not like I insulted his mother. I just said he's boring. Like, good lord, he'd probably be like, yeah, okay, I see it. Of course, halfway through this one, they hit the FBI's theme and Smothers dances. Then it changes to Meanie's theme and he dances. God, and then the ref dances. Why? And real quick, I'm going to pause and be like, and you people ask me why I hate this company. <laughs> but then there you go. Uh, first five minutes in, by the way, we're not even like deep in the show. First five minutes. Now, well, I ask you, why do I hate ECW? Go one on. thing I'll say is at least this was the opening match and it's not like they're not like pumping this up like this is a big thing. Yes, the point, like, but on the other channels, plural, uh, the right. opening match is usually the hottest match of the night. So, well, well, the FBI was uh, like the perennial openers. I've noticed. <laughs> uh, hey, if you go back, and, damn good, by the way. Keep that in mind. I'm not knocking him. Oh, yeah, yeah, Guido's uh, great. Smothers is actually good when he when he puts forth an effort. So yeah, uh, Smothers jumps Meanie from behind. The ref actually gets involved at one point too on behalf of Meanie and Nova. So there you go. But on the flip side, Rich gets involved on behalf of the FBI. In the end. And what looked like a completely botched spot, Meanie ducks a flag shot from Guido. Guido hits him in the back instead. Then Nova hits a flatliner on Guido and pins him for the win. Uh, I guess Taz had a planned match here, but it was canceled due to him having a leg injury. So they added this match to replace it. Man, we were in for a treat, man. (laughs) Uncle Dave gave it a half a star. I gave it a star. Say you. I wanted to give it zero, honestly, but give it one. Suck. Uh, yeah, but uh, just like I said, I do like Little Guido. It's, mm-hmm. This match is not indicative of his skill. But man, this was terrible. And it's funny though, because the FBI, like in a year or two, would be having amazing tag matches. Uh, who does he get as his partner? Is it Mama Luke? Yeah, we just said Mama Luke. 
yeah. Oh, in WCW? Would, no, no, no. Or, in WCW, they would do some great oh, stuff. Oh, up with that. Gosh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The matches with Tajiri and uh, uh, Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah, right. They were great. Yeah, good stuff, pal. And, that, and their manager was what's that, 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 that Satanist? Um, Sinister Minister? Yeah, yeah, James Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. They would do some great matches on there, though, so, right. you know. Well, you know, also I missing... gotta point out because it's dubbed on, on Peacock, but man, they had an epic theme. It was like a remix of uh, uh, BG's um, "Staying Alive." Stand, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I mean, I, you you know, know, I wasn't like light loving the song, but I thought it was a really good like remix for them. That it just worked. I like their uh, when when we had a version of the FBI and WWE. I liked they came out to "No Sleep Till Brooklyn." I thought yeah, it was right? great. I actually liked the FBI in WWE, but. It's kind of funny. There was like a mashup of the Mama Luke's and the FBI, and then they threw in Chuck Palumbo. Yeah, right. Uh, speaking of my Ooh, by the way, he sounded more Italian than all of them. Like looking back, and he looks more Italian. <laughs> yeah, right. But <laughs> uh, well, we now get a video package for uh, just incredible injuring Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey hobbles out at one point with a messed up leg to help Tommy Dreamer and Beulah hitting a whippersnapper on Nicole Bass. <laughs> Those words left my mouth. Uh, when Mikey finally comes back, Justin targets his formerly injured leg. Now we're at this match. It is just incredible <sighs> with Chastity and Jason in his corner. You're getting hives. <laughs> uh, he's taken on <laughs> Mikey Whipwreck in just under 10 minutes. When Mikey comes out like a house on fire. Justin bumps all over for him. Towards the end, Mikey hits a whippersnapper on Justin, then on Jason, and then a top rope whippersnapper on Chastity. Mikey tried to hit a That's Incredible on Justin, but Justin reverses it and hits That's Incredible on Mikey onto a steel chair for the pinfall win. He was real ginger about it, too. He basically he, he didn't drop drop to his knees. He basically like flopped on him. Like a yeah, he slam. Like killed him. <laughs> According to Uncle Dave, Justin Incredible said uh, he had the best match on the show for the second pay-per-view in a row and is the only one who actually wrestled at a top tier level. However, he's not over with the crowd at the same level. He thought this was the best match on the show? God, this was... Okay. Well, Uncle no. Dave and I both gave this dose stars. What say you? I gave it two. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Mikey needed some improvement here. It wasn't... He wasn't, uh, wasn't great. Justin was clearly the, the better wrestler of the two. But... Oh, yeah, dude. He had, all, he had all the Aldo Montoya experience, dude, so... Oh, yeah. Well, you can't be a member of the clique and suck at the same time. So there's that. Uh, when Just Incredible, or God, uh, when Joey <laughs> Styles is talking to the camera, Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney burst onto the scene. Oh, God, this is literally when I scoffed. This is like everything I hate about ECW. And I'm sorry, yep. I mean no disrespect to the dead. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. But it's like, You're God, they were terrible. As people, but oh, yeah. They sucked. were terrible, though, as wrestlers. Yeah. Dude, more looking at him like oh my god this yep well axel calls out chris candido and lance storm who are real wrestlers by the way saying that they can't... Show. right uh saying that they can't stand up to the chair swinging freaks so yeah. here we go yeah. <laughs> it is chris candido and lance storm defending the ecw world tag team titles against the chair swinging freaks of axel rotten and balls mahoney in about 12 minutes we get the we get the uh, Vince Russo special here as the tag team champions can't stand each other and are being forced to team together. 
Uh, at one point, balls holds. Wow, Magneto. that that is a thing. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That happened a lot in WCW too. He ran it. Yep. And it happened with a lot of guys in Impact. Yeah, well, that's what the uh, whenever wrestling. I don't Observer think I've ever picked up on that. Well, whenever okay, Brian no, Alvarez would do. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> right now, whenever Brian Alvarez would review a TNA show, he's like, well, this is TNA, so we can't possibly have the, you know, tag team champions getting along. I didn't over that one. Cause, I never caught yeah. that until you just said that. <laughs> it was always a thing, feuding partners. Like, you remember why? When he, when he had, uh, it was just, see, like, somebody got hurt, so it was Chris Harris and primetime, he like Skipper, and then it was James Storm and Christopher Daniels because they mutually hated. It might have been like the, it might have been the Naturals, I think, maybe Team, maybe team Canada. But yeah. like they kept injuring one of the AMW or Triple X, so he threw them together. It's all coming back to me now. Good yep. Grief. And um, his, his, his other thing was always having like one guy hold both tag belts and needing a partner or something. Like, that'd be fair to say we did that before he got there with Sting. So, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, but right, that probably, you know, give him a wet dream working over in WWE. Oh, I'm going to do that. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> at, at one point, balls holds Candido and storm outside the ring. Axel front flips over the top rope onto all of them. And his front fe- front feet or God, his feet come tomahawking down on top of balls, head because they're all geniuses here. <sighs> Sonny said that I heard your eyes roll. <laughs> yeah. Sonny, a.k.a. Tammy Sitch, comes out to get involved and has to be saved from Axel Rotten by Chris Candido. In the end, Lance Storm missile drop kicks a chair into Balls Mahoney's face and he pins him. But uh, Candido throws a chair onto Storm's back, breaking the pin so that he can pin Balls for the win. Uncle Dave gave this a half a star. I gave it a star and a half. I assume you gave it one. Assume correctly. That yeah. is correct. Oh, man. Yeah. My only note was Lance Storm's doing this. Yeah. Like I said, we had two actual wrestlers on the one side of the ring, Candido and Storm. And then it's we get funny. Axel Rotten and Balls You say that, but wasn't Balls an actual wrestler in high school or something like that? Well, yeah, he got, uh, you know, he got thrown out of amateur wrestling for punching a referee, you know, because he's hardcore. Right. Uh, that's a he's thing. Well, you know, and he got banned so bad, he couldn't even attend a meet, you know, from the stands if he wanted to. <laughs> Joey Styles said this on commentary. This is real. Every match he had, yes. Oh, yeah, right. I didn't catch him mentioning it on this match. I was like, well, wait a second. Something's missing. Anyway, after the match, Lance Storm confronts Chris Candido, gets shoved, and then punches Candido. He beats him up a bit before taking both tag belts uh, and leaving. Good grief. But now we go to this segment. We now go to Joey Styles in the center of the ring. He calls out Legends of Extreme from the Georgia area. Uh, That's a long list, man. That's who's who right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, first up is the Junkyard Dog, who is so very large at this point. Uh, he's wearing slacks and an EC FNW t-shirt. He actually dies less than a month after this appearance. I was going to so. say that. That's in my notes. I believe this is his last ever wrestling appearance. Yeah, it's sad. Kinda sad. He looks horrible. But I will say this. He, I think he got the biggest pop of the whole night. Yeah. Like, the crowd loved them some JYD, man. 
Uh, but next, Joey Styles. I don't think you watched uh, AW last week when they were in New Orleans. Man, Jr. kept paying tribute to him the whole night and said Ricky Starks and who no, they say they're gonna beat them that dog or something like that. So, oh yeah, who's gonna beat that dog? Yeah, that's, I like that. Uh, but next, Joey Styles. Two things in life. So two things in life. I'm gonna stay black and die. That's what he always say. Good <laughs> that's Lord. what we used to say. Like only wow. two things are guaranteed: junkyard dogs laugh, to stay black and die. So real course. Uh, his his promos were off the chain, man. I, I freaking loved his, uh, his promos. I, I see what you do there. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I have a Jacks figure of him, by the way. I have two Mattel figures of him. Nice. But next, Joey Styles calls out Dirty Dick Slater, who looks like he's been on the same diet as JYD. Real name. Yeah. yeah Dirty Dick is uh, really large at this point. But up next, uh, he calls out the masked superstar. For those of you who don't know, that is uh, Demolition Axe. Or uh, his name, Bill, Ye- Bill Eady. Yes. Uh, finally, he calls out Bullet Bob Armstrong, who surprisingly blew the damn roof off the place. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's a. Of all his these guys. Doing, his son's doing gangbusters on the other channel. And, yep, that's the one, though. I mean, that's... <laughs> You're talking Brad, right? Actually. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I love how it's Styles... funny you say that because I literally forgot he had kids at WCW. I completely forgot. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's got one refing, I think. And well, I don't know if he's a ref just yet. But oh, he's not hashtag hard body ref yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I love how Joey Styles keeps putting over how extreme these guys are. Uh, the difference. I had to be a little smart ass. I said the difference between these legends and most of the ECW roster is that these guys could work. <laughs> I might be a dick, but I'm not wrong. You don't you don't go to hell for telling the truth, okay? <laughs> right. Thou shall not uh lie, right? Yeah. You know, not, like yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, right. Now it does uh, not say thou shall always speak uh your opinion, but right. whatever, that's on you. You, you lie yeah. that by yourself, <laughs> Right. The legends leave and Joey's alone in the ring. He calls out ECW world champion Shane Douglas, who said that he's going to require surgery on his elbow after tonight's main event match. He also has various other injuries. And that uh, is all he shoot, I believe, because he is not on TV for a long time after this match. Right. Well, it's funny that Shane Douglas's promo is about people in the WWF stubbing their toes and being out for six months. But the word on Douglas in the WWF was that he was kind of a whiner and always complained about being hurt. Did you ever hear about the? I can't remember if it was um, Nash or Pritchard. Uh, I want to say it was Kevin Nash. Talked about he was getting on a tour bus and he was he was wanting to take some time off because he was complaining about being like having a hurt back or something like that. He gets on the bus and he, uh, Yoko. He said Yokozuna, who never said anything to anybody negative. He said he's like, you don't think we're hurting, fool? He's like, yeah. Uh, Ra- Razor's been wrestling injured for like a month. Just shut the F up and do your job. Wow. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude. When you make, I, I guess all, most of the people in the BSK were that way. It's like, if you pissed them off, you did, you really went over the line. Well, look at that crew. I right? just, I don't think I'd want to piss any of them off. Hell no. I wind up in a body bag or, you know, riding that long black train. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Shane Douglas uh, then re- uh, randomly brings up Ric Flair, says he hates him, you know, because we always have to be reminded of that. 
Uh, naturally, you know. Right. Because we all care. And then, the, like, the crowd actually likes Flair, so he's, like, everybody's like, woo! But Douglas finishes up by saying that he's going to wrestle injured tonight and put on a hell of a show. Taz's theme hits, and Taz makes his way to the ring with a microphone in hand. He says that he's the one who hurt Douglas, so he's the uncrowned champ. He demands that Douglas hand over the world title, and if he doesn't, he's going to ruin the pay-per-view. Well, too little too late for that. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make my dog's craps like worse. Yeah, I'm just going to pile more crap <laughs> onto this crap and then just grind it in. <laughs> uh, oh, good Lord. Uh, now, we're, now we're in trouble. <laughs> hey, hey, man, he set it up, okay? He just, like, he threw it up. We just slammed it down with the, with the alley-oop. Yep. <laughs> but Douglas gets ready to fight, and Taz jumps him before sorry, security pulls him off. Just think of all the crap we're going to take for this. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get my right. head wrapped around that. Okay. Hey, um, uh, just just wait, man. Uh, in the aisle way, Bam Bam Bigelow jumps Taz, and they brawl until security separates them, taking Taz through the crowd. Back in the ring, Chris Candido and Francine check on Shane Douglas, who's bleeding from the mouth. Outside, Taz gets loaded into the car. Bigelow, move on. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, outside, Taz gets loaded into an unmarked car while in handcuffs, because I assume WCW couldn't afford a cop car rental. WCW uh, could, ECW no. Or, excuse me, ECW, yeah. No, uh, that was a Freudian slip I ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Taz kicks the window out of the back of the car as they drive off. Not getting that deposit back. Uh, back in the ring, Douglas is holding his mouth and bleeding while Francine is literally crying, bro. Oh, no. man. It's going to sound weird, but I didn't hate this segment. No, this was fine. I... I yeah. Building up for, for yeah. later, it was fine. I didn't, I didn't hate it. If I had a nitpick, I'm like, why is this on pay per view, not on TV, setting up for pay per view? <laughs> but I don't, whatever. That's whatever. I just said that. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to pick, but yeah. I, you know, I feel yeah. like it fit. Well, speaking I'm of. Not, like, I'm not being a sarcastic ass here either. I, I promise. I really like the segment. Yeah, it was, it was good. Built everybody up. Uh, but anyway. Uh, up next, speaking of why am I being subjected to this, it's uh, Bam Bam Bigelow versus New Jack. It is... Uh, okay, uh, before you go on, I actually thought going on the last segment, this was the Bigelow-Taz match. And I'm like, oh, this could be good. And no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I don't know uh, if anyone's ever seen Bigelow and Taz in ECW. It's pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. This definitely. is not that. Nope. This goes about eight and a half minutes. Uh, first note I put in here. Now for the garbage break of the show. Uh, New Jack gets busted open and bleeds quite a bit. Uh, apparently he got knocked loopy, like loopier than usual. Uh, they, they brawl through the crowd. New Jack gets up on the upper balcony, grabs a guitar, and dives off onto a standing Bigelow, alcabonging him. This busts Bam Bam open. Bigelow carries New Jack to the ring. It's greetings from Asbury Park and wins. As a pure brawl, this was okay. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a dud. I give it a star. Let's say you. One. Look, I'm sorry, yeah. but anything with New Jack in it is it's stuck at a perennial one for me. I heard somebody <sighs> yesterday saying, oh, he could actually work. I'm like, uh, where? When? Uh, at, at McDonald's or something? Yeah. Like, and they're like, well, he was one of the better hardcore wrestlers. Like, what? No, no. One of the better hardcore wrestlers is Mick Foley or Terry Funk. I wouldn't. 
Christ. What are you watching? I know. It's like he sucked in everything. I know he's passed away. I'm sorry, everybody, but he was not a good worker in any way, shape, or form. All right. I'm not going to lie now that he's dead. Yeah, it's just, and he's, <laughs> admittedly, I'll give him credit where it's due. Admittedly, he was a hardcore drug addict. Never denied it. But it's like, how's that going to be good wrestling? Right. Uh, well, security gets New Jack out of the ring. Bam Bam throws a trash can at him before celebrating and then leaving. I feel like that was a metaphor. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, before the next match, we get or we have the ring filled with the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray, Devon, Sign Guy, and Big Dick, along with Joel Gertner. Do you want to be a Dudley? Uh, Gertner eventually gets cut off by Enter Sandman, and the crowd blows. Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, and Beulah McGillicuddy all come out, doing Sandman's usual entrance. Once they're introduced in the ring, all three of them spit beer into the Dudley's faces, and then Sandman and Dreamer attempt to clothesline Big Dick out of the ring, but he doesn't go over. Have to dump <sighs> a real after sentence. That. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but this next match is the Dudley boys of Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley with Big Dick Dudley, Sign Guy Dudley, and Joel Gertner in their corner taking on the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer with Bill McGillicuddy in their corner. It went just well, shy of 11 and a half. Well, well. <laughs> went just shy of 11 and a half minutes. Even the ECW shirts are smarky because the back of Dreamer's shirt said, our big boys kick ass. <laughs> Dumb. <sighs> Sandman gets hip-tossed into a guardrail and paramedics stretcher him out after that in a neck brace, apparently. The Dudleys had hurt his neck earlier in the month. Uh, sign guy Dudley botches throwing powder, and it gets into Devon's eyes, but it doesn't make any difference. When the Dudleys are about a mile away and being safe while sandwiching Dreamer's head between two chairs, concerto style, the crowd loudly blue, uh, uh, boos and chants BS. Because, you know, we want him to get really concussed and put on the shelf, Greg. Yeah. Uh, Spike Dudley. I, I just, sarcasm again, man. You do this every week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Spike Dudley now <laughs> runs out, and I guess he's just Tommy Dreamer's new partner because the ref starts counting his pinfalls. Like, what? Yep. This was an ECW staple, too. It would just become uh, a triple threat sometimes, just become a tag, have a new partner, whatever. Yep. This was a staple. Matter of fact, uh, the last ever pay per view ECW did. The last match they did, it was kind of impromptu. Do you remember that? Uh, sort Rhino, of, yeah. There's, actually, there's two impromptu matches. Rhino wins the title from Sandman. I think Rafferty wins the ladder match. That's impromptu. Rhino challenges anybody. Out comes RVD. They're about to fight. Then Jerry Lynn attacts him. It's impromptu main event to end the final pay-per-view. That <laughs> is ECW in a nutshell right there. No point. Yep, basically. Well... Uh, Big Dick hits Tommy Dreamer with total penetration. That is the name of his move. That is a real sentence again, folks. <laughs> this is about three times already this show. <laughs> uh, Spike has a flurry of offense until Big Dick hits him with the Big Dick Driver. <laughs> real name. <sighs> uh, Beulah kicks Sign Guy Dudley between the legs and hits a DDT on him. The Dudleys hit 3D on Spike before Sandman runs back in and with a neck brace on. And now he's magically the uh, Dreamer's partner again. They're swapping out. And he Singapore canes the crap out of everyone. Dreamer and Sandman hit double DDTs on the Dudley boys and then double pinfall them for the win. Uncle Dave gave this negative star. I gave it a star and a half. 
What say you? Again, I wanted to give it zero, but I gave it one. Not often when you I said, say, was this me- a match or was this a decathlon? It's like, it's not. <laughs> I mean, what's that one where you run, you hand the baton off? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, relay. Yeah, relay. Like everybody just kept getting turned. Like, is this a match or a relay? <sighs> God. Yep. Yeah, it's effing stupid. Like, why? I don't know. Why not? This, this didn't make any sense. And it's not often when you <sighs> say Dudley's and Tommy Dreamer had a match that made you want to turn the TV off. But here we go. <sighs> Backstage now. Hold on, hold on. I will say this. I, th- I thought it was uh, kind of funny to see that the relay thing. It's yeah. like, you know, in football, when your quarterback gets hurt or something and their backup comes in, but then the other one, ah, I wasn't really that hurt. You can come back in. Uh, I guess logically I can buy that. It's just stupid. Yeah. That's uh, my, that's my that's final opinion on that. But. Yeah. <sighs> this is weird. Either way, uh, backstage, the cameraman who's clearly on cocaine is shaking the damn camera. Like he's on a pogo stick. <laughs> I almost got sick watching it's, this crap. It's not Mr. Uh, Brandon. Uh, his name in AW, the bald dude. Color, color. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not him. But you know, he holds yeah. it steady at least. So I was like, ah. right. Uh, Bill Alfonso, who is with Sabu, and then with uh, and he's then with Rob Van Dam, and he says everyone wants to know who he will manage tonight. But he says he'll be managing both men at the same time, calling it right down the middle, Daddy. Speaking of, uh, and he does. Down the well, I want to it, sorry, but. <laughs> Speaking of calling it right down the middle, uh, Jeff Jones is the referee for the next match, and I okay, guess he's... stop. It's Judge Jeff Jones. Not here. It's not. Well, he is. You will call him by his Christian name. You no, hear me? he is. He's just quit the show. Re- he's just referee <laughs> Jeff Jones on here. All right. Are you telling me Judge Jeff Jones doesn't sound funnier? Of course it does, but he doesn't have his robe and his gavel here. I quit. I'm done. Last show. Too disrespectful to wrestling, dude. Good Lord. I don't know why I talk to you anymore. You just called this wrestling. All right. So yeah. jokes on All, right. You. All right. Now, it's, now we're even and we're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I guess he's been paid off for over like six months by various people. So Joey Styles is questioning this. When the referee announces this for the world tag team title, the crowd chants, you effed up. You effed up. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah. Uh, Sabu, did you watch the Peacock, by the way? I did. I, was, uh, I, I, must, I must have missed that. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, I was so like, out of this pay-per-view. I'm, I was just literally watching it for all of our listeners, honestly, at this point. Right. That's probably why. Well, Sabu is the one that enters with Alfonso. RVD's dub theme is absolutely horrible. Sounds like some 90s beach music. They literally like, have a song or a couple songs they own that they can dub in for him. I know. They do it for Jericho and, and heard, WCW. Yeah. Which is really weird. They just break the walls down and he's coming out like <laughs> the mannerisms just don't match. But right. That's the least yeah. of them. But, but they can still play it. Right. That makes sense. Don't make no sense. But this one is Rob Van Dam defending the ECW World's Television title against Sabu, Bill Alfonso. And this one went 30 minutes exactly. A couple of minutes into this one, RVD grabs a mic and says that he's not going to fight his best friend. You know, because they're brothers. Brothers got a hug. Brothers got a hug. 
He says they have a plan, and they'll and they raise their arms together. Jeff Jones puts their arms down and tells them, "F that." And then Van Dam shoves Jones into the corner and goes on all fours for Air Sabu. Sabu Sabu runs up and punts him. And then this begins the real match. This was a typical RVD and Sabu match with chairs, tables, botch spots, high spots, etc. The bell sounds. Also, that's on Sabu, though. To be fair. Oh, for sure. Bell sounds at the 30-minute mark, and the timekeeper informs Jeff Jones that the time has expired, making this a draw. Uncle Dave says that RVD is a great athlete, but going 30 minutes with Sabu totally exposed him, and the match had no heat. It had been built up as the match that would either make or break the show, and it just didn't deliver. He gave it a star and a quarter. I gave it two and a half. What say you? Of course this match had no heat. They're both faces, you freaking idiot. Are they faces? I thought they were heels. Well, they're supposed to be, but no one's booing them. But I, I gave it, I gave it two. But you know, but I, I thought personally, it was really good. I had it as my best match in the card until the end. But um, yeah, I didn't hate this match. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It wasn't great. I've seen a lot better out of these two. I don't know why this one. And just... you will see better out of these two, chronologically right. speaking. But. Um, <laughs> I I don't know, man. I I don't know. Also, this one just um, didn't. There's something I was missing from this. Almost like they didn't try. Yeah, I know. I felt like this one was just like it was okay. But either way, uh, the crowd chants five more minutes. Five more minutes. As RVD tries to convince Sabu that they both won, he then snags his television title and runs off. I love how on his way out, RVD tells the camera. This is a draw. I'm the draw. That's why everyone here bought a ticket. <laughs> and I ask, is he wrong? Yeah. Well, I don't know if the ECW crowd is buying tickets to see him, but yeah. it's because they like garbage and he was an actual good wrestler. But uh, we go backstage where Shane Douglas mentions his laundry list of injuries yet again. Uh He's got a. That's what I do feel bad for him for knowing he was legit, by the way. Right. Uh, He's got a broken arm. I don't want to go back on everything I said, but I don't wish injury on the guy. Right. He was always hurt, man. He's got a broken arm, a fractured cheekbone, a fractured palate, and infected sinuses. He says that he entered wrestling. That's a sissy problem, but whatever. (laughs) Wow. Uh, He says that they entered wrestling together with a. Uh, him and Al Snow entered wrestling together with a dream to become the world's heavyweight champion. However, he's the only one to have done that. He says that Al Snow <laughs> may kick his ass tonight, but he's going to have to kill him to take the world's heavyweight championship. So we get. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if I have to give one compliment to the show is that the play up packages were really well done for once. This is the point in the show where I put that. We go backstage now to Al Snow. He says that now yeah. is. Well, he's got he's got head, but we don't know it yet. It's it's behind. No, you're him. supposed to say it. You just know it. Wow. He says that now is his time. For years, he's been held back and held down. He says that he knows that if he beats Shane tonight, everyone will blame it on Shane's injuries, but he doesn't care. Uh, he says you that only he play will win. Yep. He says that he will win tonight because he deserves it. He also knows that he will win because head told him so. Uh, when when is it that he actually pops up in WWF? Right after this, I think this is his last match. 
Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, because I remember him in WWF in '98. So that King of the Ring '98, him and Head versus Jay Lawler and Brian Christopher. That's a real oh, match. Yeah. Now so the archives. Two months later, so yeah, he's pretty much on his way out. If he's not already yeah, fine. Right. Um, but my note for this is, uh, yeah, here, here we go, dude. Dean, Dean Douglas and Lee Cassidy. And I told you I was going to get that in. <laughs> Good lord. Well, we're going to take. Uh, with that note, we're going to take our second to last break of the podcast. When we come back, <laughs> good grief, uh, we're going we're going to dive into the main event right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do have to do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. <clears throat> sorry, I can do that better. <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing so hard for the last second, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're going to keep laughing. Uh, this one is Al Snow with Francine. Defending the ECW World Heavyweight title against Al Snow in 13 minutes and five seconds. I will say ECW went all out for Al Snow's entrance, and I think it freaking worked. Like, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. Well, they're a match the show, too. I'll say that right now, but yeah. Yeah, they uh, they had the strobe lights going. They had the the styrofoam heads in the crowd. They had, like, the nine-inch nails bumping, like, Al Snow's getting into it and headbanging. Like, it was awesome. 
Uh, it was a cool visual for those at home. But Chris Candido gets involved behind the referee's back, but Snow chucks him over the top rope onto Bam Bam Bigelow. Later, Snow hits an Asai moonsault onto both of them. The whole ECW locker room comes out to surround ringside and watch Snow win. Francine gets in and gets a snowplow. Candido gets hit with head. Snow botches, jumping off the top rope for a sunset flip, but Douglas backs into him, sits on his shoulders, hooks the legs, and wins the match. Uh, Uncle Dave's comment on this one, uh, well, his first comment, he said that Francine looked anorexic and looked like Karen Carpenter with implants. Oh, go to hell. Who's Karen Carpenter, by the way? I don't know, but... Yeah, that's like, look anorexic? Like, yeah. Okay, like, she's skinny. She doesn't look anorexic. What the hell, man? Hey, why is he always crapping on the way women look? I don't know. Like, gosh, he's, like, everybody is... I'm telling you, dude, I believe standards. he's a misogynist. I, I don't care what it says. I believe he is. Well, you know, he craps on men's looks, too. It's like, nobody looks good enough for him. Everybody looks ugly, or they're too skinny, they're too bulky, they're fat, you know, whatever. Well, yeah, well, I mean, just, when you're... When you're, when you're Dave Meltzer, you look like Brad Pitt. You know, everyone looks oh, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but either way, Uncle Dave gave this a star and a quarter. Uh, I gave it two stars. I was not a fan of this match, honestly. What say you? I gave it two stars. I thought it was the best match on the night. If I had to... Uh, I, I think, even though what I said about it, I think RVD and Sabu was the best match of the night. And that's not saying much. I, I had really like that match. match. And then I think I switched my opinion after watching this. Yeah, this just wasn't... I don't know, it wasn't very good. And I give uh, Douglas some leeway because, you know, he was very, very hurt. But uh, the infuriated crowd throws heads into the ring. Everyone gets in and the heels hoist Douglas onto their shoulders as the baby faces hoist up snow. Douglas raises snow's hand as the pay-per-view yeah. goes off the air. You got a, uh, an old school swing pool uh, chicken fight. You know, it's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> good grief. Ah, but... Uncle Dave said, from a wrestling standpoint, this was one of the worst pay-per-views in years. It's been over a year now. You can't say that every pay-per-view you watch, dude. (laughs) He does. Uh, But he said it's been over a year now, and ECW has yet to ever produce a pay-per-view as good as their first one. I thought their first one sucked. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, On the plus side, they sold a record amount of merch, averaging almost $19 per person. Also, the venue looked Bush League, and oh, Joey Stott... Looked- $19 per person in 1998 is pretty damn good. So Right. And he said the arena, the venue looked Bush League. They are Bush League. They are. I mean... And what the hell? What do you expect? But uh, Joey Styles desperately needs help. Uh, he said that Joey Styles desperately needs help on commentary. He cuts him some slack because it's hard to sell excitement when the whole show sucks. But still, carrying a three-hour show by himself isn't working. Paul Heyman. I, spent, I have to agree with him on that. I, don't, I never liked him by himself. Yeah, it gets, I don't understand why that was a thing. But yeah, I, I don't like that. It's I. I don't care who you are. It's not good. Bad. Bad. Uh, Paul Heyman spent well. <laughs> three thousand dollars on styrofoam heads to pass out to the crowd for Al Snow's entrance. Well, there Man, goes that. Pay Al Snow after that. <laughs> Right. Uh, Shane Douglas, much like uh, Misawa or Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14, had no business being in the ring with all of his injuries, but he still gutted out the match. Unfortunately for Shane, he's nowhere in the league of Misawa or Michaels. 
Uh, Shane was in such terrible shape, he couldn't fly to the show, so he had to be driven to Georgia and was hospitalized again two nights before the pay-per-view due to his sinus and palate injuries. However, he retained the world title, although word is that he may not wrestle again until the November pay-per-view because he's getting elbow surgery. I don't even know if he makes November, to be honest, off the top of my head. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, yikes. My, my, uh, you know, I mean, credit to him for doing it, but at the same time, you don't get to use it as your crutch. I'm hurt. That's right. why I'm on the Well, why, why did you go then? Yeah, I think there's no shame in saying it's like, dude, <laughs> I'm half dead. Like, put somebody else in there. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Credit to him for getting it out, but yeah, just like, the match sucked. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it was just okay. Not even, like, barely yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. You're, you've seen I, worse, I, I shouldn't have, you've seen worse crap, but. Right, I shouldn't have said it sucked. It didn't suck. It just, yeah. But we're going to take it, our it final. It shouldn't have been the main event, in hindsight. No, definitely not. OVD and Sabu, maybe, but that, it shouldn't have been a draw if it was in the main event. But that's one of my right. biggest pet peeves in wrestling is a no finish on a pay-per-view. But Yeah. But this uh, uh, this brings us to our final break of the show. When we come back, it's final ratings time, and we're going to tell you what's coming up in the coming weeks on the podcast. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Final ratings here. Internet Movie Database gives this 7.1 out of 10. What? Cage Match. <laughs> Cagematch.net gave it 4.37 out of 10. Okay. Uh, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10, which is a high F 
What say you? Right there with you. <laughs> Gave it an F plus. No, you know, all I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it to D minus because yeah. there were a few things on here that I just I didn't like look at and like oh, you know, there's a couple things. That segment with Bigelow was cool. Remedy match was cool. Uh, okay, they, D minus. You know what, man? Damn it, they tried. Yeah, right. <laughs> they put never gonna fail a kid for trying. Yeah, right. You get an A for effort, buddy. But like, like D minus. Oh my god, I passed. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we ever used that one before. <laughs> right. I got D minus. I'm gonna graduate. <laughs> Good lord. If no one uh, knows what that's from, what the hell's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> a lot of people spend six years in college. Yeah, they're called doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, that brings us uh, to what is yet to come on the podcast. If y'all haven't listened, last week was episode number 100, and it was WWF Judgment Day 2000. Spoiler, and that it was a good pay-per-view. Yeah, that was a lot better than this. So if for <laughs> some odd week. reason you heard if for some odd reason you heard this show first, I'm happy you did. So you can go cleanse your power with a good one. Right. If you, if you didn't, and this is the following, we're sorry. Well, not to spoil anything for next week, but next week is also going to be a good show. So buckle in for that one. Uh, we're bringing you our next stop in the TNA 2007 train. It's TNA Sacrifice 2007. Next week may be one of the better shows we do this month. Yeah, it's it was I honestly expected nothing going into this because I didn't remember it. I was like, eh, who cares? It's really good. So I'm looking forward to it. It it, it helps to reaffirm our 2007 was a great year in TNA uh, statement. <laughs> yeah, right. So lockdown was not it. But this one, this is good. But well, actually, uh, I think no, I'm sorry. Lockdown in 2007 uh, was pretty good, if I recall. Lockdown 2012 was the one that was like... Yeah, 2010 like that was really good. I had fun before lockdown over that. Yeah, yeah tw- 2012 was the one I was thinking of. It didn't suck. It just was like, it was just kind of there. So whatever. But we also, next week, are bringing you double main event week as we cover WWF Saturday Night Main Event 1. That is the one where Hulk Hogan defends the world title against Bob Orton. I'm going to say this right now. I am looking forward to the news for this one. <laughs> Anybody that's a regular listener knows what that means. <laughs> yeah. Hogan versus Orton. Orton's got Piper in his corner. Uh, Hogan's got Mr. T in his corner. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, and we're wrapping up. cool. <laughs> right. And we're wrapping up the month. May 25th is WCW Slambory 1997. That is uh, that is a okay. I lied. I told you I was caught up on May. I am not. I forgot to do that one. Oh, okay. Okay. I got one more to do. That one is. It's got um, uh, multiple football players in there. We've got Reggie Reggie White, right? Taking on Reggie uh, White, Kevin Green, yeah. Mongo. Yeah, Reggie White takes on not all the same Mongo McMichael in a fifteen-minute match, which I haven't seen yet. But I'm like, wow. Mongo with anybody for 15 minutes is not something I'm cl- clamoring to see, but I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I want to put it like this. Kevin Green's a decent wrestler. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Kevin Green's in the main <laughs> event. Uh, I can't remember the match off the top of my head. Oh, it was, uh, he's him with... player Piper against the, uh, that's right. Not against the NWO. Pack. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, the Outsiders and Six. But they are the Wolfpack, but they're not officially that. But yeah. And Hogan decided uh, Slamboree doesn't work for me, brother, so he's not there. But there's some other cool stuff on this uh, on this card, like you know, uh, Glacier and Mortis, you know, have a match. Which, yeah, which, which, off. Can't wait hey, to watch hey, that. Hey, 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 hey! Two of the better entrances in all of wrestling. I am not yeah, oh, yeah. when I say that. I mean, all out for their entrances. Too bad they didn't go all out in the ring, but you know, whatever. We can't win them all, I guess. Either way. Also, if uh, anybody's interested and they like Glacier, he is getting his very first ever figure from Chella Toys. Uh, I will be buying that. I was a, kind of, I was a fan of his. It looks cool though. Yeah. Glacier had a cool look, had right. a cool entrance, and then, and then, well, you know, follow it up. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, then that damn bell had to ring. But. There it is. <laughs> but that wraps up the month of May. Uh, I am excited as we head into summer. It's been a good month. We're coming at you next month with uh, some King of the Ring action, which is a staple of our Junes so far. This will be the third June that we're hitting you up with it. So, looking forward to all that. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Of course. We will see you all next week with Double Main Event. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.